Thank you for downloading the Walking On Air podcast. Before I begin, I would like to thank the three fantastic sponsors of this podcast. Where are you going on holiday this year? Will you be exploring the mysterious moorlands of Dartmoor or the lovely lakes of the Lake District? Perhaps you would like an adventure in Andalusia or an autumnal wine walk in Sicily or Spain. Do you want to return to the roots of Nordic walking and have a go at cross-country skiing in Norway? Or are you looking for a challenge walk somewhere further afield in Africa, India or Canada? You can find holidays to all these incredible destinations and many more at walkingwomen.com. Local women guides provide in-depth knowledge of each area and will encourage you to walk a little longer and walk a little higher. Use the discount code WOA23 to get a £50 discount off your next walking holiday. Walking women take care of the organisation so you can take care of yourself. The next sponsor is the go-to supplier of brilliant Nordic walking poles. Nordicwalk.store is the leading independent online retailer of quality Nordic walking poles in the UK. Always warm and friendly, I can vouch for the fact that you will get excellent customer service in their capable hands. Nordicwalk.store will deliver Lecky and XL poles the next day anywhere in the UK and if you need advice about which pole is right for you, then contact Paula, who is always happy to help answer your questions. And finally, have you ever considered turning an activity you love into your actual job? If you enjoy being outdoors, meeting new people and staying fit, why not train to become an instructor yourself? British Nordic Walking offers internationally recognised high-quality instructor courses and provides amazing ongoing support for its instructor network. If this sounds tempting, then you can book an instructor training course with a £25 discount if you visit www.britishnordicwalking.org.uk, click on the Train With Us tab and book using the discount code WALKING23. I trained with British Nordic Walking back in 2014 and it provided me with all the information I needed to start teaching and gave me the confidence to set up as an instructor on my own. As a British Nordic Walking instructor, you too will benefit from ongoing support from the community and CPD opportunities to enhance your own knowledge. Further details, discount codes and links to the sponsors' websites can be found in the show notes. Hello, I'm Mary Tweed, an instructor with British Nordic Walking, and I'd like to give you a big welcome to Walking On Air, the podcast for the Nordic Walking community. Here we talk to experts and learn about the benefits of walking in general and Nordic walking in particular, as well as other great tips for well-being and improved health. In today's episode, I'm talking to Catherine Green from Nordic Walking East Anglia about posture and also about what a new client can expect from a Nordic walking class. Catherine and I have been friends for over 20 years and we set up Nordic Walking East Anglia together seven years ago. So interviewing her today was both a huge pleasure, but also somewhat artificial for us both. Did you know that poor posture is the leading cause of headaches due to the strain put on the muscles of the neck? It can also lead to poor digestion by compressing the organs 
and sleep can be adversely affected as it is difficult to fully relax if the muscular system is out of alignment. In my conversation with Catherine, she highlights the importance of correct posture during exercise, how the practice of Nordic walking raises awareness of good postural habits amongst participants, and she explains how Nordic walking classes are structured. Whilst Catherine describes specifically the classes delivered by Nordic Walking East Anglia, instructors throughout the country will plan their sessions in a very similar way. Welcome to Walking On Air, Catherine Green. It's absolutely wonderful to have you here, particularly as we have been friends for many, many years. So it's lovely to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me today, Mary. So I wanted to get going by just asking how you got into Nordic walking in the first place. Um, I used to enjoy running and sort of built up to my crescendo, which was actually the um, Great North Run, which was a half marathon. So not not very big in some people's um, idea of running. But having upped my running, I started having knee issues and wanting to sort of not being quite tall and not wanting to have joint issues going forward. I sort of stopped running for a bit and sort of was looking for an alternative form of exercise. And I bumped into somebody who I actually had done the Great North Run with the sort of year before, and she discovered Nordic walking. So I thought that sounded really interesting, and I thought I'd give it a go. And that's sort of where it all began. And, you know, as soon as I started it, I think I, I was quite lucky. It sort of came reasonably naturally, but I could feel the difference immediately from just normal walking. That was sort of sowed the seed in my head. And then I looked into learning to become an instructor. Today's episode, as you know, is uh, with a focus on posture. And I thought you were the perfect person to speak to because you are very tall, but you do have fantastic posture. You're very elegant. And I wanted to speak to you, first of all, about why is posture so important to, when we when we exercise? Well, having good posture and alignment is incredibly important for our general health and prevents all sorts of health problems. But also, if when you're exercising, you're in the correct postural position, you're much less likely to have muscle problems, injuries. So really, you know, it's that sort of the core foundation of having good posture is going to put you in a better position when you're exercising. And what problems, you refer to problems that bad posture can cause. Could you name some of those? So I think one of the biggest and most notable things when we, we start teaching Nordic walking beginners is that often um, their head position, they might be looking down and obviously you want to see where you're going, but actually you can give, give yourself a lot of strain in your neck, cause sort of tightness in the neck and shoulders. So I would say and your head is obviously one of the heaviest parts of your body. So I'd say that's one of the, the most instinctive um, postural problems that people can have. And that's affected by what we do in our general life, looking at a computer a lot of the time or whether you're, you know, you know how you are in general life, I think we've become very sedentary as a nation or, you know, a culture. And therefore we've got into bad postural habits. 
Well, everything encourages us to hunch forwards, doesn't it? Whether you're gripping a steering wheel or tapping away at a computer, it all makes us just hunch forward. How does Nordic walking in particular help promote good posture? Well, I would. I, I had a thought about this because you told me you were going to ask me this question. And um, I would say it split into two. There's, there's the actual physical benefit which I'll come to in a minute, which you get through the technique and the action of doing it, but also um, the sort of psychological association with Nordic walking. I think when our walkers arrive at their classes and pick up their poles, they immediately start thinking about their posture and how they're standing and their head position. So, and, and also a lot of people say that they take that back into their general day-to-day life. They're more aware of what they're doing, how they're standing, probably because as British Nordic walking instructors, we put a huge focus on posture. And I particularly in my classes, try and get people to think about their posture. You know, it's the first step of the technique. You know, we're always coming back to it and reminding people about their posture. So I I hope, and I think that it takes, you know, people take it home with them. Um, So going back to the actual physical action of the Nordic walking technique, as you push down through the strap, you're continuously trying to think about lengthening your spine and growing taller. So we're talking about your head position and where your head should be. Um, It's all about opening your chest, having your shoulders relaxed and down. Um, And then as you push through the strap, you're encouraging your upper body muscles to work harder. So this all in turn helps to strengthen your core and your trunk muscles. So you're going to get the benefits. And I, I, I see this with my children. The stronger you are in your trunk, the easier it is to hold yourself up properly. So you get that continuous benefit when you're Nordic walking. But every time you're pushing down through the strap, you're engaging those core muscles and working them and making them stronger, which in turn helps your posture. And then a lot of sort of gentle reminders from the instructors help us, you know, to keep keeps walking tall, opening the chest, all of that. And have your clients reported feeling any benefits as a direct result of thinking about their posture more? Yes, definitely. And, you know, a lot of the exercises we do are trying to help relieve sort of shoulder, you know, tightness or, you know, between the shoulder blades is a common tightness. I mean, I say to people, I'm a strong believer that having good posture is a sort of, unless you're you've been a ballet dancer or something. It's, it's a lifelong sort of project of, of self-awareness, really, to continually remind yourself about the position you should be standing in as I try and sit up taller <laughs> looking at the computer. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? The moment uh, we start a beginner's workshop and mention anything about posture, everybody shuffles into position and just does stand taller. And, uh, yeah, it always makes me laugh. Um, So I've had a question from a listener saying, how do they go about finding a class somewhere in the UK if they're wanting to get proper instruction from somebody who can help with their posture? What should they do? So um, we are both British Nordic walking instructors, as you mentioned earlier. And if you go to the British Nordic walking website, there'll be a box where you can put in, click find an instructor and you put in your postcode and then it will bring up a list of all the instructors in your area. And then you can just, you know, look at their websites, see, 
what you like the look of and, and go that, that route. Um, for us, obviously, our website is Nordic Walking East Anglia. And you can either have a browse and look that way or on the front page, there's a um, get in touch box. So you can fill in that with your details and then one of us will get back to you and you can go from there. Um, and equally, you can find our beginners workshops on our walks page as another way of seeing what, you know, up and coming workshops we've got for beginners. And if somebody wanted to begin, what sort of kit would they need before they started to join a class? So firstly, um, we obviously provide the polls and some people arrive with their own polls, but they're not always actually Nordic walking specific polls. So we try and encourage people to use our own polls unless they have the right ones. Um, essentially, all you need is a sensible pair of walking shoes. So ideally in the winter, you want to have a waterproof pair. In the summer, it could be some sturdy trainers. They can be boots or shoes depending on your preference. Um, I did once have a lady arrive in some Ugg boots <laughs> to Nordic walk. <laughs> if you're unsure, pick up your shoes and have a look at the, you know, the underside. And if there's a really good tread on them, then, you know, you're probably going to be fine. We welcome Lycra, but we're not Lycra driven at all. So you can come in stretchy trousers. Um, doesn't matter if they're stretchy jeans, whatever you want to wear. Um, and then we recommend layers. So sort of lightweight layers and, uh, and dress according to the weather. Um, you know, not big bulky clothes that you, you want to imagine that you want to be able to swing your arms. Imagine that you're going to get hotter than you are when you start the class. So if you need to take a, a layer off and tie it around your waist. I mean, if people are dithering at the start of a class and saying, oh, I don't know whether to take my my this layer or not I sort of say if in doubt don't because you know you're going to get hotter not colder as you walk and then obviously you're always surprised by how hot they get when they're Nordic walking because you do generate a lot more energy than you do with normal walking don't you yes definitely I think it's sort of low perceived people aren't aware necessarily that it's they're working harder than they would normally but they they do without realizing it what is the structure of a typical Nordic walking lesson? So we run regular weekday classes, which are essentially most of our average weekly classes are an hour long. Um, and we start with a warm up. So a few uh, dynamic stretches to get us moving and warmed up. And then we'll have a good stint of um, walking throughout the class, which will be the sort of cardiovascular element. And then I, I know you do the same. We both uh, focus on some strength exercises, some mindfulness work and balance exercises. And then we'll always finish at the end with a cool down. Um, and I know that when we came to choose our uh, locations to work from, some of the important things were not what other people might first think of. So we had to think about access to public loos, car parks, um, whether there was a decent cafe, that seems to play a really important part. What other advantages are there from the, of the locations that we work in? Well, our sort of main local locations are fantastic for beginners. There's lots of um, very safe flat terrain which I think when people are learning they don't want to be worrying about potholes and you know there's open areas like the playing field or whatever where I always teach my beginners 
But equally, there's lots of variety you can get out into nature. I mean, there are actually, and for you in Clare as well, we leave the park, there are lots of footpaths and gentle inclines as well. Um, so there's an, enough variety to make the most of the, the countryside, but also having those facilities, you know, the car park and the loos and the cafe. And it's a, a social place to meet as well. And would you say that Suffolk is a good place for Nordic walking, despite what van men shout at us that there aren't enough mountains around and about? <laughs> Not enough snow. We're very lucky in Suffolk, I think, to live and to be able to Nordic walk here. There's huge network of footpaths, parks, different terrain. We've got the coast. We've got, you know, sandy loom above the A14 where it's, you know, it never gets muddy. There's, there's enough variety um, and also, we're really well supported by a lot of initiatives within our county that promote walking, not just Nordic walking, but whether it's the, the county council and their health walks or, you know, in the Clare, you've got the programme, the Walkers Are Welcome programme. So I think as a county, we're very lucky. And then obviously, we have the Suffolk Walking Festival, which happens every May. And we're looking forward to getting back to it. And we have run walks I've won, run walks nearer to Bury, and you've run your walks in Clare for the festival. And it's just a huge celebration of walking in Suffolk. I think that's the, you know, the great example of how lucky we are. We are indeed. And it's, it's always proved very popular and it encourages people to come to our lovely county and walk in the footsteps of Constable and uh, see some wonderful historic sites as well as beautiful countryside. So when somebody's completed one of your beginner's workshops and they're giving you feedback, do they tend to say that it's what they imagined beforehand or are they taken by surprise having learnt the full technique? Is it what they thought or is it something different to how they imagined it was going to be? That's a very good question. I think um, most people are first first and foremostly surprised how much there is to Nordic walking, how much there is to think about, um, how much there is in the technique. There's a lot to think about. And the wonderful thing is you can do it at any level. You can be the very basic level and people are just using the poles for balance and stability. And actually they might have a health issue, which means, you know, they've got a joint problem or something and it just enables them to walk further and for longer or you know for those people who want to take it to a much more advanced level and use it as a highly aerobic form of exercise and really challenge themselves and I don't think until people have done the beginner's course that they can really appreciate all the different health benefits that come with Nordic walking um, so actually once people have learned to Nordic walk I think you know the thrill of finding a new hobby making new friends and, and having something in their diary that they becomes a way of life. And they, you know, they're doing it regularly and it makes them feel good and they just wouldn't miss it for the world. So in what way does Nordic walking benefit you personally? So I've had a chance to reflect recently because of the latest lockdown and having children at home and dogs and not sadly being able to teach I haven't been Nordic walking as much. And I have really noticed that I haven't thought about um, just everything that goes with it, whether, you know, when I'm doing it again, it's the constant reminder of my posture and how I walk. 
but actually I don't think I feel as strong or necessarily as fit and feeling that sort of, you know, using all those muscles, reminding myself to more, walk more actively um, and hopefully improve my core strength. Can you share any tips with listeners on how to improve their posture when they go away from listening to this podcast? Things that they can just do even without Nordic walking poles. Well, I always say at the end of a beginner's class, because obviously, you know, we love Nordic walking, but it's not for everybody. And I always say, if I never see you again, or you never pick up any poles again, I want you to have come away from this class with three things. And the first one is to be more aware of your posture. You think about your head position and actually an interesting way of um, remind or having a little test is if you walk past the window, just catch a glance of yourself and see what, you know, how you look. Cause it's, it's, you can look at other people, but actually being aware of how you look yourself um, puts a different angle on it. And we teach the active foot roll. So landing on your heels and rolling through the foot and pushing off from the toes. And I think that is a great, um, it gives a more active way of walking, but it's a great sort of instigator to walking taller and, you know, thinking about opening those shoulders, looking ahead. So that's when you're actually walking and we all walk wherever we are. So having a good walking, you know, even if you haven't got the poles, swinging those arms and looking ahead and walking when you're walking, Um, but also just trying to be more aware of how your posture is around the house, sitting at the table, whatever you might be doing. And now that lockdown is easing and uh, it looks like very soon we're going to be able to start our classes up again, why would you recommend Nordic walking to people as a safe form of exercise? Well, first and foremost, it's outside. So it is the safest place to exercise um, during this current situation. you know, we obviously have our COVID guidelines and we remind everybody, but wherever we walk, there's plenty of space to keep distance. And in fact, you don't want to walk on top of each other because you want plenty of room to swing your arms and use the poles. And it's sociable. We've all been stuck at home, not being able to interact with other people. And, you know, this time of year, we can get outside and start to enjoy the season, the, the best time of year, the spring, spring and summer. Um, and get out in nature so I don't think it could be a better time to start learning to Nordic walk as we come out it's a sociable form of socially distancing exactly (laughs) safe and sociable (laughs) I love that on that note thank you very very much Catherine for coming and joining me today on walking on air you've been absolutely brilliant and I hope that I can get you back on the podcast in the future thank you very much I'd love to. Thank you for having me. My thanks today to Catherine Green. And if you would like to find out more about topics covered, do take a look in the show notes. My own personal tip for improved posture is to stand up straight and slowly turn your arms so that your palms face forward and then note where your shoulder blades are and how they have moved into a position which opens up your chest and really helps improve your posture. Trying to keep your shoulder blades in that position, then just relax your arms back to a normal state. Enjoy. 
I really hope that you enjoyed Walking On Air and that it has inspired you to get outside. If you have any questions about Nordic walking or a story that you want to share, please get in touch by emailing hello at walkingonairpodcast.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have enjoyed doing so, then I would be extremely grateful if you could spare 30 seconds to like and review this podcast on the platform that you listen on and hit the subscribe button. It will help spread the word about Nordic walking and about this podcast. Do join me next week. And finally, before I go, I would just like to thank this episode's sponsors, British Nordic Walking, NordicWalk.store and Walking Women. Their support enables our community to share knowledge and learn together.